Hey guys, what's going on? I'm Lisa. And I'm Eric. And welcome to the Music Matters Media Podcast. Today we have a super fun interview for you guys with a rock band out of Salt Lake City, Utah called Red Checker. I've been looking forward to this. I'm super excited. Me too. The band is a duo made up of Brigham Pierpont, who is the singer and guitar player, and Jack Vitnick, the drummer. Oh man, a duo. I'm officially invested in this, man. We will be chatting with those guys a little later. But first, as always, we have our top three international countries of this week. Eric, are you ready to see who made the top three this week? Ready. All right. Coming in at number three, we have Colombia. Nice. Nice to see them going strong. Able to stay in the top three. They were at number one last week, but they were able to still make it in our top three this week. So shout out to Colombia. Coming in at number two, we have Brazil. Nice, Brazil. Another one that's still going strong. Brazil has always been so loyal to us. A lot of listeners over there. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. And the number one spot of this week goes to Mexico. Nice, man. Loyal as always. I love you guys. Yes, shout out to Mexico for reclaiming the number one spot. And there you have it, you guys. Coming in at number three, Colombia, number two, Brazil, and number one, Mexico. And that is our top three for this week. But have no fear. If you want to make it onto our list next week or any week after that, all you have to do is share this podcast with your friends, your families, any loved ones you may have in your life, and we could be shouting you out next. Seriously, can't thank you guys enough. Thank you to all of our listeners out there. And here we go. Here is our interview with Red Checker. I hope you guys enjoy. How's it going, you guys? Uh, it's going pretty well. How about for yourself? Good, good. You are on now with Lisa and Eric. Can you please introduce yourself for our listeners? Uh, I am Jack Vitek. I'm the drummer for Red Checker. And my name is Brigham Pierpont. I go by BP. Um, and I'm the guitarist and singer for Red Checker. So how would you guys describe your sound and who are some of your musical influences? I guess in a broad category, we're kind of like alternative rock. And then since we're a two-piece, obviously some influences are like the White Stripes and the Black Keys. But then we have some kind of a poppier influence, too. Um, we, we take a lot of our sound from kind of garage rock over the ages. We try and also kind of, since it is a duo, kind of improvise and play off, I guess, what we're doing. And see what we can run with that. Your band is fairly new for the most part. So can you tell us the story about how you guys met 
at a thrift store and you decided you wanted to start a band together? Absolutely. So, uh, I love going to thrift stores. I'm really big into jackets and, and shirts and stuff. And so I had got this shirt. Um, it was a red checkered shirt and it was really cool. And at that thrift store that same day, there was a really, really crappy drum kit. And Jack, who I had never met before, was just going at it on the drums. And he was playing just this crazy improvisational stuff. I don't know. It was really, really cool. And so I went up and I talked to him and and told him about how I was a musician too. And we ended up jamming the next week. Hence the name Red Checker. That's how Red Checker was born. Exactly, yeah. That's great. How long have you guys known each other now? Uh, well, we started jamming and started writing music, I guess, in August. And then got really serious about, about it, like September, October. Really new, yeah. And how old are you guys? Uh, I am 17. I'm a junior in high school. <laughs> and I'm 20. What is the music scene like in Salt Lake City? What are people missing out on, do you think? I think, I think actually, the music music scene in Salt Lake doesn't get enough credit. I think people, you know, it creates the greatest environment. You always meet just the nicest, down-to-earth people there, and whenever you go play at the local venues, it's just, it's a great environment, great, or great people to play for. Salt Lake is awesome. It's also very strange. So Salt Lake is the, the home for the Mormon faith. And so there's almost like a counterculture movement because you have the Mormons and then you have uh, people, you know, who really follow that. Yeah. Um, it, so it really does have kind of a counterculture. And wh- whatever side you fall under that or, you know, if you just kind of encapsulate all, it's still an interesting kind of thing to see. And what are both of your backgrounds in music? How long have you guys been playing your instruments? Uh, I've been playing the drums since I was like eight. So was that nine years now? And uh, I actually am pretty new to guitar. I've only been playing for four years. What would you say kind of separates you from other rock duos? Because, you know, history is full of them. And, you know, we've seen all kinds of varieties. So... What do you guys think makes you different? So we're really good at reading each other. Um, a lot of the stuff we play, because when I play guitar, I have to play lead and uh, rhythm. I kind of incorporate both into my playing. And because of that, I might go back to a main riff, which Jack will mirror with his drums, uh, the same rhythmic structure. Um, and it's almost like a gut feeling when we play that we can just read each other when we're going to build up to kind of like a chorus or when we're going to solo. It's, it's really dynamic how we play. And I think that's what makes us different is we just, we really get each other. Right. And I also think we've spent a lot of time at least working on developing a wide range so we can write, you know, some slower songs, some faster songs. And it sounds, you know, pretty great all the way through, no matter what we play. We don't, we have our own sound, but we don't try and write a certain sound. We write what sounds great to us, and we write um, such a broad range of music, um, even spanning genres. So 
I think that's what makes us a bit different. So then going into it, you guys never really said to each other, okay, we're going to gravitate toward this kind of sound. You just kind of prefer to be a chameleon band. Right. Well, I think, I mean, we have kind of, like, if you listen to our music, we have a defined sound. Like, you could say, if you've listened to our music, you say, okay, that does sound like Red Checker. But that doesn't mean, like, we want to write, we don't go into writing music like, oh, I want to write like a certain band plays or get a certain feel out of a song. We just write the song and see what feel comes out of it. Right. You guys don't want to be boxed in with anything. Right. Exactly. We're just trying to kind of figure out our own, our own way. So back in December 2018, you released two singles, your debut, which was Double Vision, and then the B-side to that, Harvest. Both songs are excellent, by the way. Love them. Thank you. What made you decide to go with Double Vision as your lead single and then create a music video for that song? So Harvest was made, we uh, tracked it, but for the rest of the songs we recorded, we played live, so you know the guitar and the drums at the same time. And so Double Vision was that first song that we recorded live, and it had the excellent feel. We got it in, I think it was our first or second take. Yeah, we were, we just, it was like a one take, we did that whole song, um, and it was just, it was wonderful, and we were just so in love with it that we decided we put it out. We have songs that we have yet to release that, you know, we love, that we think are much better, I think, even now. And double vision but it was a great start and it was a great song to put out there um right it, it was a ton of fun to make the music video was also a ton of fun to make just a good energy all around right and so by the time we got it mixed and mastered and we listened to both songs we just figured that double vision super catchy like people can relate to the energy i guess in the song i love the visuals for the double vision music video and I love the intro of you guys arguing about Jack wearing his glasses. I thought that was great. Thank you. Thank you, Thank you so yeah. much. It was just the two of us who made it. So we filmed everything. We just had a tripod and a camera. And we filmed each other playing stuff. Yeah, we um, used the tripod to get, <laughs> like, I guess the shots where both of us were in it. Um, I worked at an ad agency for two years um, back when I lived in St. Louis. And so I have video editing experience and things like that. Who would you say is the creative vision behind this band? I think both of us are. I think as we write music, either he has a melody or a riff that he creates. I, you know, listen to it and then I write a beat. And then maybe we refine both of our kind of creations to make it flow better. But I think we've both had instances where we kind of make the music. Um... The formation of our songs, each time we write a song, it's different. So it's really interesting. Come up with a lyric, and then I'll take it to Jack, and we'll work it out so that it's way different, and so that it's the best sound. And so really, I'd say, yeah, both of us write the songs. So for your recording process, is it usually the instrumentals that come first, or the lyrics? The instrumentals, usually. Yeah, we usually, I mean, especially when you said the recording process. So when we record, we do record the the instrumentals first and then vocals after. But I guess that goes into the writing process as well. In in the writing process, we might have kind of a general concept we want to write about. 
and we'll almost play to that. So if we're feeling really bad that day or something happened, or maybe we're having a great day, then we'll, we'll say, okay, we want to write a song like this. And that reflects how we're feeling right now. And for us, I feel like the energy that goes in our songs is just as important, if not more important than, and the lyrics. So where do you guys usually pull these ideas from? What are some things that inspire you to create music? Like genuine, generally what he said about like our lives, um, you know, whether, you know, whether that's if we had a tough day. Yeah, it's really just kind of reflecting how it is during your life. You know, sometimes you could write, like, use, I guess, inspiration, like, the super snowy weather outside, and then kind of use that as a feeling to create the song. I, I think, I think like any songwriter, you get inspiration from anywhere um, and everywhere. It's, it's not just how we're feeling, but it might be we had a really tough experience in our life, or we have a dream, um, or, you know... There's always songs about love. So we, we write some songs about love, too. It's just there are so many experiences in life, and, and we just we love capturing all of them in song. Right, and I think that, you know, what Harvest was about us wanting, or wanting to pursue our dreams, even when people say you can't, and I think that's something that's near and dear to our heart, being wanting to be a musician. So I think I, I, that's the type of... I guess the title we try to write about. And do you guys get any ideas for songs whenever you play live? Uh, yes, actually, last... Well, we do that. We also kind of change our songs up on the fly when we're, when we're playing live to fit the feel. Even live. <laughs> like, last week, we were playing a, a local venue here in Salt Lake, and we were playing kind of a harder song that usually is just pretty straight all the way through, but instead, we both decided to do some type of a rise like a build-up and then as soon as it got to the kind of the top of that we slowed it down right there and it was just all in time all you know right so we it all made sense we all i mean like it just kind of switched up like that so yeah we we have um or kind of back to that where we understand each other especially when we play live um we understand each other, but we also understand the crowd, and so we adapt to the energy. Keep things fresh and exciting when you play. Right. Yes. Because you've heard the song. We don't want to play it verbatim. Right, yeah. Or, or you could just have heard it at, at your house. We want to give people a new experience. I, I think it, like, it, it incentivizes people to come out and watch us because we're not going to be some cookie-cutter band. That is the same every single show. I love that, man. Uh, and you guys said that, you know, no matter what, people can still pinpoint your sound throughout all your songs. Uh, is maybe psychedelia like an important aspect of your songwriting in general? Because when I was listening to your music, I definitely heard a lot of that, especially in the song Roman. It was Absolutely. really Roman, awesome. Roman is kind of, uh, yeah, that one has a lot of psychedelic influence. I I love a lot of psych rock. And reverb is by far, I think, our favorite effect um, ever. <laughs> uh, it sounds great. Yeah, that's, that's definitely part of our sound. I, I think our sound is a little less defined in our song Harvest because that was also the first song we ever recorded. 
we were still struggling to find that sound. Um, our sound is Jack. He's a wizard on the drums, and we hate tracking drums. He is very improvisational, so he'll go off on these tangents, but always return to his same beat. And so that that gives it this really interesting, energetic feel. Um, the vocals, for sure, are part of our sound. Um, just my voice. I don't know how to explain it, but I, I have a certain style, a little bluesy, but... Yeah, you um, have a very vocal. distinct voice. I think that's what gives us our sound. Your most recent batch of singles, Roman being one, and then Futures Missed, Futures New just recently came out earlier this month. Can you give us a breakdown of what those two songs are about? I can talk, I can talk about the B-side right now. So it was back in, I think it was, it was December. We were about to play our second gig. And second gig ever. Yeah, second gig ever. And I was just having the worst day. I was feeling like poorly about myself. Just, I think my, like one or two of my drum heads broke at the same day. It was just, I was not having a good day. And so... Three hours before we were uh, about to, or supposed to be on stage, we uh, just, uh, either one of us, warm up. Yeah, we were warming up, and one of the two of us started something new. And then we just kind of kept playing that, and then it turned into what Futures, New Futures Miss. Futures <laughs> Miss, Futures New. Yeah. Um, and it turned into that, and we played it that night. So we wrote a song, that song, and performed it within three hours wow <laughs> that's amazing um, guys so that was just fun yeah for weeks after before we named it uh we called it jack's sad day song because <laughs> <laughs> well, he had a really bad day yeah and we don't want to go into detail but it was not a good day um, <laughs> but yeah it ended up being a great day because we wrote yeah. that song out of it Man. so it's roman 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 it, it's just about an attitude. Um, sometimes, at least I know for me, I'll stress about maybe where I'm going in life um, and where my path is going to lead me. But what we have decided as a band is there are so many um, things that happen in life and they're so unpredictable. And sometimes the best, as the chorus says, sometimes the way is to row. Um, instead of worrying about everything and and thinking you have to be on this straight path somewhere. Life has its way of just sending you in different directions. And so if you go with it, you'll you'll be happier. That's kind of that song. Ain't that the truth? I love that. I love the meaning behind that. Thank you. Are there any uh, plans to release a full-length album this year or any time in the near future? And if so, what can we expect from that overall? Well, uh, yeah, we've been... Uh, we started planning our album at the end of December um, and started actually working on it on the first song last night. But um, so we've written a ton of songs that we know we're going to use on the album. Our recordings, we've just started. We're, we're planning on a late spring yeah. release. Um, the name of the album will be titled Mandarin. And... It'll have, what, like at least 12 songs? Uh, I think, yeah, we're shooting anywhere from 10 to 12, probably three music videos. So excited. So we record in a barn 
a, a very small barn um, out in Midway, Utah, and we have all of our mics set up in this this small room. We have probably like 12, 13 mics. Yeah. And that is our process, I guess. We are going to do some renovations to it, so it's it's more of a studio space. But um, as far as recording goes, yeah, we, I mean, at least for for that first live take, it always is, you know, the guitar and the drums. And then uh, whether we accent or, yeah, do a little overdubbing, it happens afterwards. Sometimes we do, sometimes we don't. For example, in, in Roman, there is a keys portion. That's kind of just like a, almost like a background, but it, it builds a little suspense. It's, um, and I did that organ part after our guitar and drum. Individually, who are some musicians that inspire each of you? Um, I guess for me, like I love the band Young the Giant, or uh, even like I grew up listening to The Fray, and I know that's like a poppy band, but I've always loved I've always had a soft spot for the fray or classic musicians. Like I love Tom Petty or Jimi Hendrix. I, I also love Jimi Hendrix. Um, everybody does. I grew up with U2, Coldplay. Those were kind of my, uh, my dad's favorite bands. And so from a young age, I just, I loved kind of dreamy, um, ballads of sorts. Um, and then as I grew up, I got to some harder rock. I love Jack White. Jack White nice. is inspiration. Um, and then I also love Dan Auerbach. He's a very cool person. I met him in real life once, just for a little bit. He's so down to earth, and I love all of his projects. He, he owns a studio called Easy Eye Sound. You would know him as the frontman for the Black Keys, but he's been in other bands as well. It's funny you mentioned Don Auerbach because you definitely do have a little bit of a sound in your voice, man. Thank you. I, I appreciate it. I'm not trying to imitate. No, I know. I, I can tell that you've, you, you're melding your influences to make something original. So you guys have a local show coming up at the Underground in Salt Lake on Wednesday, February 20th, which yes, that is do. very cool, very exciting. What is your favorite thing about playing live? Uh, I love playing live. One, just... Playing, like, because we practice every day, so we're playing every day, but getting the gratification, I guess, to play in front of people because you're doing what you love, and then if you're doing what you love and other people enjoy it, it just makes it a hundred times better. And I think it makes us better musicians if the crowd is kind of vibing with the music and the energy's high. It's just, it's a great time. I, I wouldn't rather be doing anything else. I love sharing our, our talents and and our creative energies with other people. And I love when people enjoy it. I Music for me is something very powerful and something very influential in my life. And if I can even have um, any influence on anybody else and make them have a better day or inspire them, then that's what I'm here for. And so that's what I love doing live is if, if I'm sharing my work with someone else and they're getting something good out of it, then, then I've done my job. What was it like when you played your first show compared to now? And do you guys ever still get nervous when you get up there on stage? Or do you feed off of that energy? Uh, 
for me the first time I was so scared <laughs> because it's like it, I if you suck at something that you don't really care at like it you know you're gonna live but if you blow something that you really care about it there's kind of a punch in there I guess and so I was super nervous about failing my first show I feel like everyone probably is but you know you get up there and after maybe the first song or so it just it, it melts away yeah it melts away and then by now you know maybe I'm a little anxious before a show but I'm not really scared and as soon as I get up there and kind of see everyone like ready to hear the first song I'm not nervous anymore I occasionally get nervous it's usually when there's a malfunction of some sort like my amp is being a little weird or something um but I love it still I don't I don't care if I'm nervous uh I don't know. I, I just I, I love playing. I love playing live. Do you guys have any plans to tour in the future? And where are some places that you would like to play? Ideally, we don't really ever want to turn down a gig, so we'll play. We'll play anywhere. Yeah, we'll play. And <laughs> but yeah, of course we have plans to tour. Um, this summer we're going to be touring um, kind of around the west. Right. We would love. We would love to go elsewhere. We just, we need to develop fan bases. Like, even New York, that's where you guys are at, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. I'd love to come to New York and play a gig. We would right. love to have you here. Yeah, man. Or, uh, I'm from San Diego, so I've always wanted to go back home and play a gig. Or, you know, BP's from New York. Or, I'm not from New York. I, I take that back. He's from St. <laughs> Louis. He's from St. <laughs> Louis. So we could go and play a gig in St. Louis or something. But we'd love, honestly, to play anywhere. Uh, so for our album, we are going to be touring a little bit just in promotion of it. We're trying to get a few smaller festival kind of gigs lined up. We have one or two that seem promising, but no official plans yet. (laughs) Is there a dream venue that you guys would ever want to play? Like something that, you know, one day you say to yourselves, we're going to get there and we're going to play the heck out of it. For me, I've, I've set a lot of those short-term goals. Like, when I was a little kid, there was this uh, venue called Kilby Court, and it's this local Utah venue. And, and I, I used to go there, and I was like, ah, one day I'm going to play there. And so I've, I've made those. I've never really thought about, like, Well, we have played there now. Right, and so we, we played there. But obviously, that was relatively, like, a, a kind of a small goal. But for me, I haven't really made a huge... Uh, kind of a, a goal but a huge venue quite yet i would love to play it's still a small venue smallish venue um back at home in st louis there is a uh, i don't know it was like the biggest venue there it's called the pageant and it's just awesome Boy, i've seen so many bands i love there growing up and, and really? for me i'd love to go tour and play show there I mean, uh, or like a huge dream to play Madison Square Garden. You know, that would be... Like, you got to aim high. Of course I'd want to play that. Oh. <laughs> well, <laughs> you got to aim high, you guys. Wouldn't we all? Yeah. What are some goals that you want to achieve in the future with Red Checkers? What is your ultimate dream of a we made it kind of moment? I think we'll have made it when, you know, we create just a formidable fan base. People know our music like national attention, you know, when, when people love, will start to really love our sound, I think we've made it. I don't know if there's, I don't think there's, it's, I don't think we can quantify that right now. We can't say it's this many sales or 
this many listens. Right. I mean, like some something like an album going platinum would be crazy. And <laughs> that yeah. that would obviously <laughs> signify us making it. But as far as right now, I would just say, for me, I like obviously I want to have a have my band have success. But really, I'm, I'm I want to make music because that's the thing I love. Not. For right. success. So right. if we have people who love our music, that to me is just as much success as being, you know, the biggest artist in the world. Right. Or selling a ton of music. I I totally agree. As long as I can support myself off my dream, then I've made it for me. Whether that's, you know, I'm still living where I am or I don't know, we're out in California or something. But right. but yeah. As long as we're going to be making music, we're going to be happy. What is something that you would want people to know about you guys that maybe isn't shown through your music or in your online presence? The one thing I do want to say is, like, some it's all hard work. Like, I think, I mean, this is a story I think everyone's told if you play music, but it really is, like, if you sit down there and you listen to someone who's just so crazy on an instrument or honestly whatever in life, you'll be like, I, I have no, no chance of ever getting to their level. Like, they're just talented. They have a talent that I don't. And that's just, it's wrong. Because I started out just as, as awful as the next guy on drums. And you just put in hours upon hour upon hours to work and get better. I, I have kind of like a, a motto of sorts, at least from my earlier years. And, and it, it's greatness isn't inherent. It's proven. And, and I, I believe that and I kind of stick to that. And it's, if you want to be good at something, I, I don't consider myself the best guitar player ever. I, you know, I'll always be learning my whole life, but it's working at it and it's proving not only to others, but to yourself that you, that you are great. And that is, that is mastery. With that being said, do you guys have any advice for up and coming musicians? just to keep working like there are going to be days where maybe you, you figured something out and that next day you can't play it as well as you did the first day is you just you don't get discouraged you just keep working and keep looking back at what you you know could have done or couldn't have done and now could do and just keep making like little success goals you know um write your goals down if you need to and write a concrete goal and write it down and keep looking at it and just keep working. Cause if you keep working, you'll one day get where you want to be. And that applies for us too. I mean, we definitely haven't made it yet. Right. Well, we're, we're still, you know, working every but, single but day. But that's our idea. Listen, I know you guys are young, but you guys are very wise beyond your years. A ton of great advice. I love that you guys are so down to earth. I love your sound. Once again, really quick new album expected Sometime late spring. That's what we're aiming yeah. for. Yeah, uh, late spring. You know, or early summer. Sometime around. Like, let's let's settle on late spring. Yeah, li- yeah, <laughs> late, late spring. We'll just say late spring. Probably before the end of May. And then a tour during the summer. And then a summer tour. Yeah, something something small, but we're working on. It. That sounds great, you guys. We are looking forward to listening to your debut album. We cannot wait. Please let us know what is your website and where can people find you on social media. Um, so our website is www.redcheckerofficial.com. Redcheckerofficial.com. And then our Instagram is at redcheckerofficial. 
and Brett Checker was taken by someone else, so we had to do the official. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I'm sure you guys have the cooler story, though. Yeah, yeah. hopefully. Um, but and then you can listen to our music on Apple Music, Spotify. We have a couple, or we have a music video up on YouTube. So hopefully you can check us out there. And guys, before we let you go today, we ask all of our guests this. So I got to know, we are Music Matters Media. So why does music matter to you? Music matters to me, I would say, because music has helped me got, get get through so many tough things in life that it's just started to mean so much to me. And I think, like, whether you listen to music as a background or you listen to music with your full senses and it just, it moves you, it's a it, you know, it's art. And I think art is the most valuable commodity we have on, on Earth. So that's why I think it matters. Music transports self um i go places when i play music in my head um places i've never known about myself i music is transformative to me um and i always get lost in it even if i have the worst of days or the best of days when i when i listen to music or i especially when i play music i write music I, it helps me discover who I am and who I'm going to be. And so I love that. That's why music matters. Both of those answers were super solid. I love you guys. I love your sound. I really believe in what you're doing here. And I cannot wait to get an update. We'd love to be back. Thank you so much for having us. No problem. And thank you guys for coming on today. And we will keep in touch and talk to you soon. Thank you so much. Well, guys, there you have it. That was our interview with Red Checker, Brigham Pierpont, the singer and guitar player, and Jack Vitnick, the drummer. And wow, I love these guys. I think they are so down to earth. You can tell how extremely passionate they are about what they do and their love for music. And they were super fun to talk to today. I'm super sold on these guys. I really believe in what they're doing. I love their sound and... You know, I can't wait to see what they do in the future. And if they ever come to New York, that would be so amazing. If they ever come to New York, you guys already know we will be there and we will get all of the coverage for you. And that would be amazing. So I cannot wait to see what's in store for Red Checker in the future. Head over to www.redcheckerofficial.com for all things Red Checker. They even have a merch store that you guys should go buy some cool shirts, some beanies, all that good stuff. You should really be supporting these guys because they are fantastic. Everything's on their website, their social media accounts. And also, don't forget to stream their music on Spotify and Apple Music now. And... As always, we want to know how you guys felt about today's interview. What did you think about Red Checker? What did you think about the guy's recording process in a barn? I think that is one of the highlights that stuck out to me during today's interview. I don't know about you, Eric, but I've, I've heard some things before, but I think that is so cool and so unique to what they're doing in their sound. Recording in a barn definitely has an awesome effect on your music, so that was really awesome to hear. But of course, more importantly, we want to know how you guys felt about today's episode. So head over to www.musicmattersmedia.com. Let us know your feedback. We cannot wait to hear from you guys. And don't forget to check us out on social media. We are on Twitter, Tumblr, Instagram, and Facebook. And the guys were so kind enough to leave us 
with one of their songs just in case you guys weren't already sold on their awesome personalities. So without further ado, here is Double Vision by Red Checker. Yeah, yeah. 